Hello and good morning and welcome to this next episode of 49 Plus. As we are walking, walking, walk this way, Ziggy. Yep, that reveals it. We're out walking, weaving Ziggy and I, me and Ziggy. Zig! There's something wrong one net. Um, I think I'll go this way. So I'm now walking somewhere I've not been. Well, actually, now I've decided to go a little bit where I have been before, but quite a long time ago. Quite a lot, good few years ago. And I think it's actually going to be taken us alongside, again, one of the other golf courses. I think Moor Park. So I've got to be careful not to go onto the golf course. Although no big deal at the moment, they're closed, but I would be needing to keep him on a lead. Um, so the train's gone past. That's a train coming out of London. It's six o'clock in the morning. Oh, there was one person on there. That's on the way to Watford. So no, look at this actually. I can see this is a T here. I'm gonna go then I'm gonna go left because the path going by side the thing. So which golf course are we on? I think it is Moor Park. Is it Moor Park? Can't tell. What does this mean? In Arena Virtus. Virtus Virtus. That seems to be part of the crest. If it's got a crest, it's probably going to be more park. Or it looks like more park rather than Rickmansworth. So this is the big tea box. Then there'll be the next one, then the next one down. What's that? Par five. Oh, very long par five. Can't even see the green. So going back down this way, Zig. We're going on the pathway alongside the uh, golf course. So it'll take us into some trees alongside the railway. There's another train here going back now into town. Again, still fairly empty. So the time... Oh, there's the intercity... Oh, my goodness, it's all happening. It's all happening. That'll be a Chiltern Railways one. Can't see into that one so easily. So the time now is almost half past six. Now, Ziggy's gone that way. Um, so we missed to to this park. Oh, no, it's Sandy Lodge Golf Club. Now, that threw me completely. It wasn't Moor Park. It's Sandy Lodge Golf Club, which is actually the golf club in which I had my golf lessons but it's obviously a part that was that seventh tee it was so that's right down the very far corner so this pathway will take us up alongside that um, and there's nice this is luckily a big fence in here and where the railway is so that's okay so it just means we're doing a little different walk not down the same same old paths or paths um, so is there any kind of theme to today well, let's do a quick update yesterday. So the webinar mentioned in the previous episode, I think went off okay. 20-something people on it. It'd be nice if I had more, but still, some of the folks have been on early ones. And the nice thing is we've had some nice feedback, at least one email later in the day, someone who found it really helpful, enjoyable. Uh, <laughs> there were plenty of references to Phil Collins for obvious reasons. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, you'd have to listen to yesterday's episode, previous episode, to get that. Uh, but that all seemed to go off fine. Two coaching sessions, actually. One in the morning, one in the afternoon, for Bucks HSC Ventures. Um, both, well, the, the one in the afternoon actually was a little bit rushed because the coachy was needing to go and do a presentation, and it's all fine, so that was still useful. But the one in the morning, I think, even more positive because it was the first one with this particular client... And she was 
first of all, really pleased to discover there was more than just one coaching session. So she had several. So she was pleased about that. Appreciative of having them in the first place. Throughout it, was acknowledging how beneficial and helpful she felt it was and would be. Um, and so on. So that was all really, very good. So I enjoyed that one. That felt very positive. And the next one with that person is next Monday. So enjoying doing those. Um, now today, oh, and in the evening, yesterday evening was a map evening webinar. I can use the term webinar there, but I don't like it. It doesn't make sense for that one. It's an evening. It's an evening. We used to call them a collaborate session because it was, it was run on collaborate. Um, maybe we go back to calling it that, the evening collaborate. Um, I mean, now the reason why we don't is because we run the weekend sessions on collaborate, but however, still an evening collaborate, make it more collaborative sounding. And that's because say the collaborate comes from the fact that we're using Blackboard Collaborate. It's the name of the software that we use. Okay. So, um, that was yesterday. Today. Is Wednesday. Wear a smile. So, two, two was. Two was. Uh, so, wearing a smile. Not at all fixed. Um, today is going to be the day that they're going to throw it back to you. What's that? What's that a line from? Today is going to be the day that they're going to throw it back to you. By now, you should have somehow realised what you've got to do. Um, what song is that from? Um, Okie okay, Right, well, one pressing thing this morning, I believe I have in the diary. Although I say that, I'm not sure if it's got something into the diary. So I might need to do a message to confirm if this is going to happen. And it throws out the usual routine because it would be a meeting at 830 now, 8.30 would normally be the time I would be going up to take Connie to school, dropping her off. If we do go ahead with the meeting at 8.30, which I did agree to, partly because it was quite keen to get this, because it's the possibility of creating some work, um, work that would, one would want to do, as opposed to the work one doesn't want to do. <coughs> Marking. Um, and uh, that would mean that Rachel, though, can take, would take Connie to school. It's also there she needs to pick her up because I'd have meetings again at that time of the day. Um, and that also Rachel would also need to take Connie to her piano, add into her piano lesson, which she has now on a Wednesday, which she used to have on a Wednesday at this time. Then we switched it for a short time to Tuesday for a few weeks. But now it's gone back to in person as opposed to online. Uh, back on a Wednesday, I'm unable to take her. So hopefully that will all work out. The meeting this morning is with somebody we'll call Margaret, or as Dan would say, Margaret, which I believe is a Little Britain reference. Um, television show. And uh, da, 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 the meeting then is with Margaret, and it's really about, let's get this clear now, so I've mentioned it before, but what I need to be clear is in terms of, of some costings. So, the intention is for the university, and effectively then, I think the implication is the Centre for Positive Psychology, being the kind of bit within the university that would, could create this possibility and deliver it, um, which is to do some strength scope work, 
is introducing strength scope, having people, um, having people. So yeah, sorry, starting again. It's we're doing strength scope work anywhere across the university, and I say that across. It's primarily at the moment um, in the a particular school, and that's the School of Nursing and Allied Health. Uh, the School of Nursing and Allied Health. So the train going past into London. There's a few more smattering of people on there, socially distanced. So at that moment, we, you know, there's, there's enough space on the trains to still be socially distanced. No one going past. It's surprising how many go past. I'm not sure they're putting more on. Well, they would be, would they? But this is a bit nearer. So yeah, there's now. Well, steady probably about whew, some carriages almost empty. Two or three people per carriage, some empty. So they can be socially distanced. I'm not sure there'll be a point later in the day, in the next hour or so, where they would get busier. And therefore, socially distanced sitting on the train is not so easy. Um, so the work with Strength Scope is at the moment primarily with the School of Nursing and allied health. Um, and um, and it's the associate head of school there who is keen then to link with the work they're linking with the trust. And I believe in the trust is primarily, I want to call it a C Central and Northwest London NHS Trust, maybe, whichever trust it might be. Um, to do work with Strengthscope there. So they've got strong links there. I think there's interest. I think they even have some funds. So therefore it's about getting the costings of what it would cost. And they're coming to me for that information, which again, I don't think I'm best place to do, but I don't think anyone else is either. So in which case, I'm just checking what my choices are ahead. So I know I keep starting with the Strengthscope then changing because I'm now coming up towards a road where in the past I would take a left, you'd go, not sure where it's going here, it goes under, under the station, no it goes into the station, okay so there is a pathway straight ahead, so we'd go into the station to the left, that is Moor Park Station, we're going to keep going along on, a, on the pathway, past another dog walker, so we shall do that. Um, Good morning. So now just hanging down a pathway, but this is not so interesting. Now this is like a, this is a, what's it, a tarmac pathway down by the side. So I'm not sure where this goes actually. Uh, I'm hopeful it might go somewhere a little bit more interesting than down the tarmac path. Otherwise we're turning round and we're heading back again. We shall go a little bit further and see where it takes us. Um... So, the costings. So, the in, the, the, so, so far, the suggestion has been for a cohort of 10 people doing, for example, an introduction. They do their profiles. They have maybe a day uh, as a group doing something. So, that would normally be described as a study day. Now, I guess in practice, at the moment, that could be split up in terms of smaller online sessions that are shorter. I think it would make more sense than trying to do it all in one day, personally. But I don't know how that would work for the Trust. I've been told that the suggested cost for that would be £350 per person for the day, with the assumption you'd have a cohort of something like 10 people. You may even say there's a minimum of 10. 
So yeah, I think we're gonna head up to a road up there. So Zig, Ziggy, don't you go into the road? Is that no? He's going straight through the gate. Ziggy, Ziggy, come on! Should turn around again. Not we're near a road. Let's not do that. He's coming back. Um, and then the th that's the relatively, relatively straightforward bit is to 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 cost. The next bit is asking for one-to-one -one coaching, which is obviously very very helpful, very keen to do. Now it's getting the pricing of that right, so that. You, what we want to un avoid is undercharging. <laughs> so it doesn't mean they're necessarily going to be bidding against others for the price. I don't know how that works, because there's not many people offer it, for example. Um, and I don't know how much other people would charge for it. So one-to-one -one coaching um, could be something like you're charging maybe, I don't know, £250 I don't know, for an hour's coaching, of which then out of the cost, they've got to pay the cost for doing that, which you'd be paying a, a coach, a facilitator. Ziggy! He's gone off again now. And now they've run into the station or something. Oh, oh I have to trust that he'll just come back. <laughs> right. So the coaching is going to be one-to-one, -one, and we say maybe £250 per person per per hour isn't it so therefore if you had you could say three coaching sessions which one could be booked almost straight away after um, the session and it could be offered for example because you never have to take it and also only pay for everyone that the uh, someone takes so let me see this path up here see where this goes it's also up to a road but we shall at a quick exploration um, so now walking up a path to walk away from the station. So it's either take us up to Sandy. It's going to take us up Sandy Lodge Lane, I think, which is therefore up to where the the, uh, the golf club entrance would be. So it's probably going back down the way and heading back down the road, back the way we came. I don't think there's a loop of a of a walk we can do up here. So two hundred fifty pounds, let's say that seems a reasonable starting point per hour. Zig! It's one-to-one -one coaching. Yeah, that's the uh, the rope. Sandy Lodge Lane. Zig, this way! I think it's actually a sort of cul-de-sac-y road, so it's not going to be a busy road. However, in fact... Let's go this way, Ziggy! There's no route down this way a little bit. Okay. So £250 per... Per person, per session, offering three sorts seven hundred fifty pounds per person. I'm just guessing this now, so it could be anything up to a thousand pound. I don't know per person for for to three coaching sessions, where you do something like at the end of the first bit of introduction, the the, the three day, you would then, <coughs> um, you would then, um. Ask people to book onto their first coaching, which could be the day after, it could be the week after, you'd probably say it's just within that week. So a quick follow-up, checking in, debriefing further on their strengths, raising their awareness, having an action plan. That would be the important thing you see. So at the end of the, even the, the training day, as it were, the study day, 
you move towards an action plan. That to me was the, one of the biggest values of doing the strength scope training. Was at the end of that you have an action plan. Also as part of the training you're kind of buddying up. So that person you might continue to, um, to meet with. And then, as is the way you can, you know, still kind of your development, this part of the training and your own accreditation. But again, here, people could then work with each other to support them with their action plans. And then you'd have a one-to-one where, again, you'd have an action plan at the end of that one. That was the main thing. So it was a strength scope-oriented coaching session. Then it would be one maybe, you could say, one month after, and then three months after. Or you could go with three months after and six. Basically, you could have basically three, whatever would fit into them. So that would be £750 per person for three coaching sessions plus um, a training day, which would be £350 per person. So that that's what we're going with. That's what we're offering, I think. There, I've decided it in my head. Um, the £350 per, for the purpose of the day, did these come from head of school as a suggested starting point? Um, so the difficulty is you go with the costing. And if, you know, the, good, the, the good possibility is they go with it and they go, great, let's do that. Have you then costed it appropriately because you've kind of plucked the number out of the air and you want to make sure that um, when it all comes to pass and the money is paid, that it was... It was you know, you're making some money, making it viable, making it worthwhile. But doing it for nothing, or even just covering your basic costs and saying, "Well, okay, all the costs that have co- that have um, that we've incurred have covered. Great, but it's not generating any income because that income we'd want to come to the centre for positive psychology. And if that's not going to be the case, at least a proportion of it. That would be the hope and intention." has to otherwise this is the problem with the university you didn't have a clear sense of you do consultancy type work which is what this would be why do it if you're not going to be seeing any benefit from it yourself now the benefits i would see you know if i don't get paid for it is that we are um learning and developing and using strength and doing worthwhile work but there's something we're going to get out of it personally but there'll be others in which we're saying well we're now going to draw upon strength scope practitioners that again, either not so much we've trained, but we have we have helped them get the training from Strength Scope. They're accredited practitioners. We have people like that who are across the university as members of staff. But actually, what I'd like to do with this would be um, alongside any work that I did as part of it. It would be people who are broadly either MAP students or more likely MAP graduates who have done the accreditation. Because then you've got a clear route where you're having students getting trained, accredited, and then a possibility of work they could even get involved with. That's the plan. That's the master plan. Um, and again, creating more work that I can do, as opposed to even just arrange for other people, then I'd rather be doing more of that work at the moment than not so much the teaching, because the teaching I enjoy. It's, it's the administrative elements that go with the teaching. And I include marking in that, which should be part of the teaching. But it becomes administrative because you get quite a lot of it and it's a little bit... So in fact, part of that discussion has been how do we review the 
assignment and course workload. So we have been told by some that actually maybe we're over-assessing. There's too many assignments necessarily for the amount of credits being offered, although when it was all validated, it was thought to be the right amount. But there could be arguments we could reduce the amount of them we're asking students to do, because they sometimes say it's quite a, quite a workload at times. And um, although I know it's not compared to other master's courses where there's a lot, lot greater uh, expectation of what is to be done. But in terms of increased stuff online, you could have a lot of you know, contributions to uh, like discussion boards and ongoing discussion rather than an assignment you submit and then is formally assessed and marked in the, in the, 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 the traditional way. Um, so yeah, anyway, curriculum development is all part of that. How we explore that. And anywho, anywho, I think I've come to a decision that's been quite helpful for me at least, whilst it's probably been quite boring for you to listen to, if indeed you have listened to it, then if you haven't, you're not even hearing me say this or why I bother saying it. So if you're hearing me say this, you'll listen to me waffle on about how I might be able to pull together the um, costings. But at least in my head, now ahead of this conversation, which may happen at 8.30 this morning, I can go, right, here's what we can offer. A study day, £350 per head, minimum 10 people. That's that's the kind of ballpark. That'll be one day, whatever, whatever. And they give a strength scope profile beforehand and they spend the day being introduced to that, being talked through it and then supporting each other through uh, their possible action plans, possibly linking it to how it works in a team because then the possible build upon this, there is something called strength scope team and strength scope leader. So once you get them talking in the realms of strength scope morning, um, you can then be saying, well, actually, now you can do something additional here where you, um, you know, ex further explore the link, the, the ways in which you kind of learn as a team and explore your strengths as team strengths. And also a leader element, which is you can particularly focus on leaders. And these could be extra bits one could charge for. So I think, I think that feels about right. Then offering up to three, well, ideally three post-session co coaching sessions at a certain price, you pay them per person for how many sessions they do, and yada, yada, yada. That could be something doable, and if that was to work, then that's something we could offer to other NHS trusts. That's the scalable element of it. So we shall see how that goes. Um, right, so that's the strength scope stuff done. I guess linked to that, though, where my head goes to there, is because... We do have the, well, the former chief executive, CEO of um, StrengthScope, who we'll call Paul, because that's his name. And again, um, so Paul Brewerton, so I'm saying the former CEO, he is still very much there, so he's the co-founder of StrengthScope and is now the chairman, so he stepped back as the either CEO, stroke, uh, managing director, but he's a key person there who has developed StrengthScope. We have him due to give or lead a session, to be probably more conversational, uh, for the Centre for Positive Psychology live sessions. So live, of course, L-I-V-E stands for live, interactive, virtual event. Didn't want to call it a webinar. Although that's what sometimes we call them. But anyway, uh, so that one is due to be in May. 
So it needs to get a kind of confirm, I think it's firm up the date for that. It should be the last Wednesday in May if that works out. And um, getting a title, so it needs to probably be in touch with them to confirm, to reconfirm that. Partly because I was going to be in touch to say, well, actually, can we change the date and move it, bring it forward a month? Because the person we have down for April has been in touch to say she would rather delay it because she's working on the final bits of a book that will be due to be submitted by the end of April. Uh, she's actually put that late in the year. So, in fact, she now becomes one of our first ones the next academic year. Whether or not we continue in the summer... The original intention would be to stop in the summer and return start of the next semester, but who knows what's happening over the summer? If we can't go away and do stuff, do we carry on? Choices, all choices. Anyway, she's now asked for later in the year, she'd be more likely to be October, so that's pushed back a little bit. However, either we bring forward... Well, the original intention was going to be swap them over, because she wants to move it from April. But effectively right now, if we leave Paul from Strengthscope where he is in May, it does leave there's a, currently a vacant slot in April. And what I've been wondering in my head is, well, we could, of course, just find someone else to fill that. It's a possibility. And then actually, though, what the initial thought was, well, I'm wondering if Piers and I fill that space with doing the session that we did at the University of Northampton a couple of weeks ago which was positive psychology post-pandemic um, because A, we prepared what I think is a good hours session we might just chuck a little bit out of it or be a little bit quicker in places because we'd really want this to be about 45 minutes or so we did kind of go just over the hour, I think. Um, but, um, yeah, I think, I think there's something valuable about that. And it's timely. So, because the moment that lecture was done for Northampton, they recorded it, it'll be available online for their students to listen to. It seems to be well-received, even amongst a group of undergraduates, which is quite hard to get a sense of, particularly online, of are they engaging with it. I think that'd be a valuable session to do in April, because I think it will be quite timely and it might help disseminate some of those ideas a bit more more, more further afield. Whether or not we can, we should also get a recording of that, we could then put on the uh, website. So I think I'm talking myself into it. I haven't yet spoken to Piers about that. I would hope he'd be on for it. Um, because it wouldn't need any more deep preparation. The work has been done on it, all the slides have been done on it. It's just a case of turning up and doing it. Okay, maybe updating a little bit, or revising, or just whatever, 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 whatever. That's the suggestion. So that's the possibility. And now, so now walk back that road, that path. So I'd walked up to pretty much as far as I want to go, could go up to the roads, and realise that I'm now back to the London Loop. Maybe that's going to title this episode, London Loop, which is where I'd started walking initially half an hour or more ago then we turned back partly because I thought well it's a walk which takes you you're walking right underneath pylons and uh, an electricity wires whatever so there was a point earlier on you could sort of hear the buzzing of them so it's not the most exciting of walks but still I mean it's, it's pleasant enough at this time in the morning but the path does seem to just go along 
you feel as though it's, you know, it's, it's a pathway and it's land because you're not going to be building here with pylons directly above. As I stand at the base of one, impressive structures. You look to the left and right and they're just going across all the distance that way. So I think this will take us up towards, generally towards Watford. Uh, but I won't go all the way. I shall turn around shortly again. We've had enough of a walk, haven't we, Ziggs? We can head back again. <sighs> so there we go. London Loop. But I, haven't, I think the London Loop, I don't know, is that going to go all the way around London then? Is that the why it's called London Loop? I, I'd be surprised that is the case. Uh, if I go this the way, slightly to the left, there's a bit of a veer in the path going to the left, which just at least takes back to, again, the very edge of Sandy Lodge Golf Club. So, in fact, this golf club, so again, I've played on this one. This would be a, a private golf club, one of the many that surround us. Um, so I've never played on the course itself. However, I have played on their practice area. So as I said, that was where I had my four golf lessons last year. The first of which was on my birthday itself. And then in the weeks and months that followed. And that did signal a bit of a return to playing golf. So just having lessons to kind of, yeah, and realising... It was the grip, actually. I think I had to make change to my grip. I had quite a, um, well, an open grip. I think you'd call it actually a weak grip. So it's quite an open one. So I had to sort of change that a little bit. That had an impact on the swing, on my stance, my posture. I was quite leaning over. I know you're supposed to lean over, but it was a little bit more hunched. You know, so that seemed to improve. I've not then this year had a chance to play at all. However... That's going to change next week, so on the 29th of March is when we're now allowed to do that. So Dan and I have booked in uh, to Wickham Heights uh, Golf Course, Golf Centre, what it's called. They're par 3, we're going to do a par 3 again. So an 18-hole par 3, a nice little par 3 course. And booked in nice and early at 5 to 7 in the morning. So there definitely would have been a point I'd have found that a real challenge. But absolutely, if we can get up and out now and be doing... Um, playing golf at that time that's just yeah it's less of a concern as in taking up chunks of your day to do this stuff so there we go actually we have got an extra little bit of a walk here that's slightly more pleasant so I, I was too quick to judge this walk in thinking it was going to go all the way along where the pylons were actually it goes to the left a little bit and you're walking along the very edge of the golf course again so and we like that However, I am going to pause at this point. I'm not going to pause the recording, of course, but I'm going to just pause and not walk forward, have a little look at the time. Oh, it's still only 7 o'clock. But we are going to start heading back, I think, because then we've had about half an hour. Oh, and then a little bit further. And because I can then go back a different way there, there was a slight bit of a loop on this London loop. Um... As I go past the tee box for the 16th, par 4, 439 yards. Still can't even see the green. But it's, uh, that'd be nice. One of these very soon. So we'll be playing golf next week, less than a week away. May also be able to return to playing tennis. So get a bit more exercise, more than just the walking and yoga. I mean, that's for me, one 
big difference between pre-first lockdown and now is doing yoga. So that was something effectively I started along with Rachel. So in fact, this path does actually go up to a private property, but it takes us across there. So in which case we are going to turn around, Ziggs. Although, how does that work? Oh, the path goes along. No, how does that work then? Private property. Maybe if you go across there, you've got to just... It's adjacent to the life course. Cross... Okay, so that's going to be public footpath. Hmm, interesting. So there's a footpath that goes alongside and through, yeah, through the course. However, on this occasion, we shall come back there another day, Ziggy, and do that further bit, I think, see where that takes us. Or do we do it now? This is where I would flip the coin. Then again, it would tell me you get to choose. So in which case, maybe it chooses which way you go, and it's fine. And we're going to turn around, Ziggy, because we've we've done a good. We've got another twenty-minute walk back, so that's fine, I think. Oh, you're looking at me as though you want to carry on further. Um, well, go on then. Let's go a little bit further. I just feel as though if we were to do this, we'd have you on a lead. But at the moment, there's no. Unlike that time where we were at Moor Park and they were doing plenty of work, at the moment it's empty here. I think they call this a maybe an inland links. So whilst there are trees, there are certain amount of trees, but there's fewer trees. Is it because more undulating? I mean, a links course is normally one which is by the coast, isn't it? So we are crossing over. That's well, a nice little par three there. I do like par threes. Um, so we are walking on a public footpath. It's going through the golf course again. So, of course, by having all these golf courses around, it's maybe not surprising that a lot of them do have footpaths that go through them. So they don't make it so that you can't cross these things. I can see in distance what seem to be grounds people. So I think actually, Zig, ah, I think I'm going to head back. I think we're going to go to this little bit here, this side, have a stop, and then we'll turn around and head back the way. We've had a bit of an exploration. We've learned something about here. It's the first time I've been effectively on this course. Um, and I think it is a bit more, yeah, it's a bit bit less tree. Although there are trees, but it's, I can see why it might be thought to be like a, um, a lynx course. Whew. So we are on the London Loop. However, we're going to turn round. So yes, that is that. So it would have been Sandy Lodge course then. So what is it then? It says on it, in Arena Virtus. In Arena Virtus. F-V-I-R-T-U-S. What does that mean? It's a set. You can see it's Sandy... On its thing, trying to look sand dunes. Maybe the dunes here? No. Anywho, we're turning around now. Decision, decision made. Come on, Zig. Heading back. Back to the house. Back to the car first. Back to the house. Um, so London Loop is all I'm coming up with in terms of a title of this episode. London Loop, we mentioned a bit about strength scope as being kind of a part of it. And then... Reminders of we could basically re not recycle but further disseminate the positive psychology post pandemic. I think that would be a good thing to do because, in fact, the more we probably 
deliver that, the better. I think in, in one version of an ideal world, we would write about it, but I know that I would find that a struggle. Piers may be on for writing about it, writing a paper, which means you'd be probably circulating more widely because then you could still do talks on the back of that one. Um, however, I think in the short term, doing this session, end of April, would be quite a nice thing to do on behalf, on you know, as a kind of thing for the centre. That would allow us to then to have a recording of that, make that available on the website with slides. That in itself would probably help disseminate it. And who knows, maybe a paper would emerge from it. Who knows? Who knows indeed? Um, so on that note, we'll end this one. I'm facing London Loop, nothing else more exciting. It's more of a, a documented of just this particular morning walk and my my exploration of what's going through my head. Nothing more, nothing less, as is much the case. Maybe I call it nothing more. I call it London Loop, and then in the description is nothing more, nothing less. Bye.